This is Truth Pop. This is Truth Pop. Hey, do you remember when you were growing up as a kid and uh, you and your sibling were fighting about who knows what? And then your mom finds out, starts yelling at you, and you said, no. It was my brother who did it. My brother caused the problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did that all the time with my twin brother. I mean, because, like, your brother, Dan, you guys were super close, but you guys did fight a lot, oh, right? we fought all the time, constantly just yelling and then saying, Mom, he he said this. He hit me. <laughs> oh, man. And sometimes it's not totally true, but, you know, it, Well, it usually the what the case was, was I said something really mean, and then he would kind of fight back physically <laughs> when we were little and you had the feminine genius right away yeah. so well, we're jake and kathy we're that young adult married couple connecting the catholic faith to pop culture and you know what we like to do if you've listened before is we talk about pop songs that are popular and we look into the song and we say well where's the true the good and the beautiful and on this episode we're going to be talking about the song dancing with a stranger from sam smith it's climbed up pretty high in the charts so Chances are you might have heard it before, and we, you know we want to get into the themes of ownership, right? Responsibility, taking ownership for your actions, saying, "All right, like I'm not going to blame that other person." One of the lines in the song, babe, that jumps out right away. He says, "I don't want to be alone tonight." I don't want to be alone tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. So what he's saying is he's been through a breakup. He's feeling lonely, feeling isolated, and he's afraid of being alone. So you had some thoughts on that line, right? He has a fear of being alone. And so I think that's what's driving his actions. And so that kind of leads into the next thing that he does in the chorus. So that's when he says... Look what you made me do. I'm with somebody new. Ooh, baby, baby, I'm dancing with a stranger. And so he's dancing with a stranger because he felt lonely. He didn't want to be alone. He's basically finding the rebound, right? Right. I mean, exactly. Yeah, basically. He's he's yeah. going out and he's finding that person to fill that loneliness, to distract him from his loneliness. And I think it's understandable because like we've all, most of us have probably been through a really difficult breakup, right? And, and that... It's just that sadness, that overwhelming sadness just overwhelms you. You want to do something to get it out. So a lot of times it's so, so easy to just say, look, like, I, I just want to find another relationship, even if it's not a long-lasting relationship. I just want to be with someone. Mm-hmm. And we get that. Like, that's, I think it's understandable what he's talking mm-hmm. about in the song and found someone presumably hooked up with them mm-hmm. i think that that does happen a lot right and, and yeah. unfortunately i think that can really be an unhealthy lifestyle for a lot of people it just causes even more hurt and the crux of what we want to get into is that it seems like he's blaming his ex for his future actions his future or i i, I would say present choices mm-hmm. because he's He's uncomfortable with maybe looking at himself and saying, well, what did I do to bring about that end to the relationship? So he's putting it all on his ex. And he's really afraid of looking at his own actions, right? He's displacing his choices. He's not taking ownership for his choices. And he's blaming his ex-girlfriend. And, and what we see that... I mean, I think we can see that in a lot of different circumstances. Like we could probably, I could look at myself and even in recent days, I I do that. Like I I remember there are times at work, like something happens, I make a mistake and I want to say, well, no, someone else 
caused mm-hmm. that problem. It's their yeah, fault. Right. And it's an uncomfortable feeling to like really dig deep, I think, and to yeah. say, well, now it's my fault. Like I, I messed up. Like we all make mistakes. It's, it's hard to move on and accept that. And mm-hmm. I think it's so much easier to just want to put the blame on someone else and find that scapegoat. But I think a real Christian life, being a true person of Christ, is about being honest, being intentional, and taking ownership for our actions. And we see that in scripture, right? With Adam and Eve. We talk a lot about Adam and Eve because <laughs> they come up a lot. We have a lot to learn from them, apparently. So we're not blaming them, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they do talk, they do te- teach us a lot through their mistakes. Right? And we can yeah. Learn, so Genesis chapter three, verse twelve, he said, "The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it." So he's basically putting blame on Eve, saying. She's the reason why. She gave it to me, so I ate it. You gave me this woman, and and Mm -hmm. she made me eat this. And he actually failed at his duty, which was to protect the garden and protect Eve. And he didn't protect her from that. Yeah. And he... He's not taking ownership of his actions. He's he's placing blame onto Eve. Onto the woman. Yeah, and and it's easy, I think, for... All of us, as we read that scripture passage, to roll our eyes and say, "Come on, Adam! Like you're totally mansplaining here. You're screwing up." And like I myself wouldn't do that, but to be honest with you, I, I have done that, and I maybe all of us have at some point. You know, we blame others. We want to find the scapegoat, and especially in relationships. And I, I just wonder if God gave us this, you know, this Adam and Eve, like this couple who screwed up they they made a mistake i i think it's something that we can really learn from and and take by example that in our relationships we do that all right it may not be because our spouse ate an apple right but i think so many of us want to just shift the blame over to our spouse or significant other yeah i think it's it's so common with relationships especially with marriages with placing blame onto the other person. You're the reason why I'm not happy. You're the reason I'm sad. You're the reason that I'm out of work right now. And and I think that's such a problem and that can lead to so many um, failed relationships and so many divorces when we do that, when we don't take ownership of our actions. And I think one way we can, we can fight that is to change our perspective mm-hmm. and also with the language we use. Like, speaking in the eye yeah. so when we when we feel hurt by something that our spouse says to us rather than saying you made me feel hurt you you make me feel um terrible say i feel hurt by what you've said speaking in the eye so it's it's taking ownership for your own feelings not casting the blame onto someone else yeah and 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 that applies in marriages relationships Mm -hmm. that's really good advice babe like i'm really glad you mentioned that and even i think when it comes to discernment of marriage it's it's so tempting to think that we're going to end up with this perfect prototype of a a spouse where there's no problems but rather than looking at like wanting to find the perfect person it's about being the right person. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to say perfect person. None of us are perfect. But are we developing virtue? We've talked about virtue yeah. on past episodes. And we really have to, to strengthen ourselves spiritually so that we are the right person for our future spouse. Right. And then that, that also goes along with taking ownership for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for your own actions and your own virtue. Saying, like, am I the spouse that 
my spouse deserves. Yeah, even before meeting them, like, am I the mm-hmm. person? Like, even before we met, babe, I would. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes. Like, I struggled in a lot of areas of life, and I think one of the things that helped me to grow in more virtue is that, and God gave me the grace to realize this. But I started picturing my future spouse, and I didn't know you yet, Kathy. I didn't know who my future spouse would be. But I was like, well, what if my future spouse, that one, that person that I'm going to one day spend every day with like what if they were watching me right now and what would they say so and i couldn't put the blame on anyone else other than me because i wasn't in a relationship then and and another point too is that i think so often after we get married it's it's so tempting again to want to put the blame on the other person saying i married the wrong person i made the wrong Mm -hmm. choice god made me marry this person that's one of the most dangerous things we can end up saying because it, it fosters bitterness, right? Mm-hmm. Contempt for the other person. And really just leads to selfishness. Because marriage is meant for us to grow in virtue as we continue that marital relationship. Like We don't just stop once we get married. Like We're supposed to you know, be refined by our spouse. And our spouse is supposed to be that person who can call us out and say, well, you really got to work at this area. And and you, you can't just you know spin it back on your spouse and say, well, if I wasn't married to you then i wouldn't be struggling with that because chances are we would right like we we would we would be struggling with our our junk no matter what person is in our life no matter how they act no matter what they say it's us who has to take the responsibility to overcome that if you really want a a good blog post about that i i remember gary thomas um kathy you've read his stuff he wrote sacred marriage sacred search Mm -hmm. Um, he wrote a blog post and in fact, I'll try to put this up on our Facebook page too. You can find it at truth pop, but Gary Thomas is a Christian author who writes a lot about marriage. And one time he, he said, look, stop saying that. Stop saying God made me marry this person because he didn't. Right. Right. And that's not to say that God doesn't have the right person in mind, but he still gives us free will. He gives us the choice. Yeah. To make that decision to who we want to be with. And once we make that choice to be with the spouse, to be with the partner, it's on you to make it work. It's not on the other person. It's not God's fault. God led you to that person, but you had the free will, the free choice to make. And I say that because I think that there is so much good that can come from a fruitful marriage that recognizes that. That there's always going to be stuff to deal with. That all of us are imperfect. We're always going to make mistakes. But rather than putting the blame on the other person... It's okay. Just look at yourself and say, well, yeah, I screwed up. Let's move on. I can be forgiven. God will give me another chance. My spouse still loves me and grow from that. Mm-hmm. But so often it's easy to just want to deflect and and not want to dig deep, not want to sit in that solitude, that prayer. And we're, Kathy, you're going to talk about prayer in just a little bit. It's so easy to do that, to just want to deflect and not really look deep inside. I love what uh, Romans 14, 12 says. So then... Each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. So at the end of our lives, we're going to be the ones responsible for our life. God is going to ask us, well, what did you do with the gifts I gave you? What did you do with the spouse that I put in your life that you made the free will, the free choice to be with? How did you treat that spouse? How did you treat that, that neighbor in your life? What did you do with the gifts and blessings I gave you? That's our responsibility and, and Kathy, this is a brilliant idea, by the way. You came up with a really good allegory for a new movie that's out called Yesterday. It's a Beatles movie, right? Do you want to give the basic premise? And then 
you were able to tie in the element of personal responsibility into this movie. And I thought you had a really good point in, in bringing in that theme. Yeah. So yesterday is about a um, struggling musician who or he's aspiring to be a really good songwriter and mm-hmm. musician, um, but he's not doing very well. Um, his songs are not getting popular. He's not getting a lot of jobs. And one day he's riding his bike and all of a sudden all the power goes out in the whole world and he crashes, I think a car or truck mm-hmm. hits him. Yeah. And um, he has to go to the hospital. When he wakes up from all of this, he discovers that the band, the Beatles, never existed. Hmm. So he's he starts singing the lyrics. People around him are like, wow, that's really good. Like, when did you write that? And he's like, what do you mean, when did I write that? And <laughs> so he Googles uh, the Beatles and he just finds a picture Realizes of a Beatle. Yeah, yeah. And, and so what he he starts doing is he starts remembering all their songs and he starts playing them. And claiming that he's written all of them and he gets really popular people are saying he's the best musician in in the world and the best songwriter in the world and ed sheeran's in it and Mm -hmm. yeah and ed sheeran even said wow you're better than i am and so i'm gonna give a spoiler out yeah pause the podcast by the way if you uh, maybe fast forward if you want to hear this yeah (laughs) so this this guilt ends up eating him up inside and he realizes like he can't take credit for something mm-hmm. that's not his it's it's not his work and so he comes out and he he comes out publicly and says i have not written these songs these are not my own and he realized that he cannot take credit for something that's not his and so he took ownership of his his actions and his mistakes he has to Take credit for what is his. Right. Another element in that movie yesterday was the fact that Lily James, who plays his friend that he's stringing along throughout most of his life, she has a crush on him, and he's really leading her on in a lot of ways. And I think that it's also an opportunity for him later on in the movie. Again, a little bit of a spoiler here. He realizes, like, I got to take ownership of this, too. Like, I got to be a man and be honest and say, all right, like, I want a relationship with you, too. Because there's, like, a part in the movie where he wants to just, you know, spend the night with her. And she says, no, because, like, I don't belong to you. We're not in a relationship. So it, it takes a while for him to take up that sense of responsibility, mm-hmm. that integrity, the intentionality to say, all right, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I like you, too. And I want to be in a relationship. I think that, that that's why there's so much of a hookup culture in this world. Yeah. Right? Like. We hurt ourselves, unfortunately, and we allow other people to be hurt just because we're not honest about where the relationship is going. And we're not intentional going. either. Yeah, we, yeah. We, don't, we don't state our intentions clearly. We just say, oh, let's see where this goes. Yeah, like, oh, let's just hang out. Yeah. Maybe show up at, you know, the house later. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly just think that we can do better mm-hmm. at this as you're in the dating scene, right? And, like, it's really hard to date as a young person. But don't be afraid to mix things up a little bit. Like Jason Everett, who's with Chastity Project, he's a a big Catholic speaker who talks a lot about this. But the thing that he said really changed my approach to dating was he said, say what you mean, say how you feel. In other words, let your yes be yes and your no be no. 
just tell that person you're dating where you want things to go. Mm-hmm. Now, not, that's not to say that, like, on the first date, you're going to, like, say, so I'd like to be married to you in well, a actually, few months. Well, <laughs> actually, you did a really good job when we were dating. But that's all because of Jason. Yeah, so. when our first date, um, I remember we had a wonderful first date. And you said right after our date in the car, as we were drive, you were dropping me off um, to go home, you said, I really like you. And I know we are kind of a long distance like you were in green bay and i was in chicago Chicago, um but you said i really want to continue to get to know you and Mm -hmm. go on more dates yeah i didn't say i want to be married to you no you didn't say (laughs) i want to be married (laughs) but you did say that you wanted to continue and i was really impressed by that thank you but yeah that's all credit to jason ever because before that like okay backtrack into my college days i was not doing that like, I wasn't hooking up with girls, but at the same time, I was leading them on, and I wasn't being honest with them mm-hmm. that I even liked them, because mm-hmm. I, as a guy, I had a fear of being hurt, and and maybe every guy, I don't know, probably most guys really struggle with that fear. Like, they don't want to, like, take that extra step, yeah. take the initiative, because they're afraid of saying no. Of getting hurt, yeah. But you know what? I think that that's where it comes down to be a man. Like, right. be a man. Right. And, and that's why I was able to make it work with you, babe. Because yeah. I, I realized, look... I, like this is my chance like this is probably one of the only opportunities i have to like spend time with kathy and i really like this kathy that i met (laughs) at speed dating (laughs) so i didn't want to let it go like i i I was like you know it's my responsibility to make this work yeah and like just to be honest and like again that's why like these hookup this hookup culture is prevailing so much is because i don't think people are talking they're not saying what they mean they're they're and there's again, a lot of ghosting going on too. There like is. They're just, they just don't even say like, "Hey, I don't like you." Right. Like I feel no connection. They just stop talking. And that's they, hard. It's that's hard. So disrespectful. It's hard to say that. But I, I mean, as a woman, babe, would you prefer a guy to be honest about it? Or well, <laughs> I know we're getting a little sidetracked. Here, but I mean, I, I think most women would, right? Yeah, In a I nice do. Way. I do really. I appreciated back mm-hmm. then um, honesty yeah. with with where a man felt as long as he said it respectfully. That, that, that's not to say like if you're a guy listening, please don't take our advice the wrong way and say, well, I can just like say like, oh, I, I don't want to be with you. Forget you. Like, well, no. in a respectful way, right. just ex- express honestly how you feel like, look, I don't I I'm not interested. And, and that's okay. okay to say that. Like, there, there's one person we're meant to be with in this world right. and it's not going to be most people. So it's okay to say yeah. that. But I'm just speaking from experience that like in the past in college, I let a lot of relationships go and you know, they weren't meant to be. Obviously I, I wasn't meant to be with them. I was meant to be with Kathy, but that was in a sense training ground for me to realize my mistakes and then own up to mm-hmm. it and say, all right, I got to start being a man. I got to start taking that risk. Even if it means being, being hurt a little, like that's our job as men to just pick up our cross, put ourselves out there and don't be afraid to die a little. Don't be afraid to get that no because like that's our responsibility as men to cherish the other, to show the other person that they're worth it, that they're worth being pursued. Not in a creepy way, a stalking way. That doesn't mean pursue them on Facebook. No, don't do that. <laughs> but what we do need to start doing as men is taking the initiative and don't be like this song dancing with a stranger and say, well, look what you made me do. We broke up. Now I'm with this random person, this <laughs> rando. I don't even know who she is. Now I'm with her and it's all your fault. Well, no, like you made that free choice yeah. to do it. Like we're, we got to start taking responsibility. All of us. Yeah. We need to realize that God has given us this life 
you know, it's it's kind of like on loan. Right, exactly. And I think one thing that really helps us take ownership and be more intentional is self-awareness. Yeah. And I think a lack of self-awareness can lead to this blame mentality and this unintentionality. And so the best way that I've found that I have gained self-awareness is through silence hmm. and prayer and especially um, silence in front of the Blessed Sacrament with adoration and just taking that time to just sit with myself and and to allow God to reveal to me, you know, my feelings, my thoughts, who I am. And another thing that really helps is the examine by St. Ignatius Loyola. He teaches a way that we can kind of review the past 24 hours and reflect on the ways that we've shown God's love and ways that we haven't and where where we can do better. One method I use, I use the acronym BAKER. So B stands for blessings. So I kind of go through the past 24 hours and think of all the blessings I had throughout my day and what I'm thankful for. A stands for ask. So asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to you in the ways you have failed. K stands for kill. So with our sins, we've contributed to killing Jesus. So thinking about the ways that we have kind of failed Jesus and have hurt him. E stands for embrace. So embracing God's mercy and forgiveness and knowing that you are forgiven. You don't have to stay in that. And R stands for resolution. So making a firm resolution on how you can do better. And so if you go through that every day, it helps tremendously. It helps build your self-awareness, how you can grow and what your opportunities are. And I used to do it at night, but then I started <laughs> falling asleep. So that didn't work. So now I do it in the morning and I just kind of review my uh, yesterday. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday, like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, actually, when we were going to see the movie, Jake asked the store clerk, <laughs> we, what did you say? We have tickets for, for yesterday. yesterday. And I just thought that yesterday, today, I just thought it was the funniest thing. But he didn't laugh. We he didn't did. laugh. <laughs> I don't know if we got the joke, but oh, that's so funny. But not like, again, just brought, bringing this all together. When we take responsibility for our actions, it doesn't have to end there. And I think, again, that's why so many of us are afraid to take responsibilities because we think that we're not going to get for forgiveness we're not going to be mm -hmm. forgiven we're not yeah. going to find that mercy whether it's from god or that other person but i mean god's mercy is infinite and and that's the hope in yeah. all of this is that when we are self-aware when we right. do dig deep when we say yeah i messed up like god says okay like that's why i died that's why i rose from the dead to forgive you like if, if we're just honest about our shortcomings that's that's really when we are elevated to become a better saint because God's mercy flows deeper into exactly. our hearts. And we're all called to be a great saint. Yeah. We're not meant to just be zombies through this life and be unintentional and to blame others. We're meant to be fully self-aware and to love others, to be free to love others in the best way possible. So we need to, to ask God to help us grow in our self-awareness and to take responsibility for our actions. I think there's a lot of peace there once we come to that understanding that we're all imperfect, we're all going to yeah. screw up, that, you know, we make mistakes. Well, 
God's mercy, again, it's it's more powerful than our shortcomings. So mm-hmm. we don't need to deflect. We don't need to blame. We don't need to scapegoat because that just continues yeah, hurt. Right. And, and that just creates more unrest in ourselves and in other people. So you really do find that sense of peace, I think, when you are honest and say, all right, like time to start over again. And God's going to allow that. And so how many truth pop points do you want to give this song, Dancing with the Stranger from Sam Smith? I am going to give it a... 2.5 because i i really do like the melody of it i think it's it's very mysterious mm-hmm. but yeah. i just really don't like how he puts blame onto his ex i think that he does not do a good job of taking responsibility for his own actions i'm trying babe like but i, I agree with you i really don't see anything positive yeah. in, in the song so i'm gonna leave it at a two mm-hmm. thankfully i don't think he mentions any like specific graphic like details of what they're doing you know and i I, i'm happy for that so but again i i think that he does need to uh just we we all need to come to that awareness of ourselves and our actions and unfortunately the song doesn't really bring that about or make people recognize their need to be self-aware so and how many truth pop points will you give the movie yesterday oh i wasn't thinking about that one okay so yesterday again spoiler he does come to a greater sense of ownership and Mm -hmm. responsibility so overall i'm going to give it a six a six yeah Yeah. that's that's what i'm going to give it i'm going to give it a six there's other things that are kind of unrelated to this conversation that i won't get into that i don't like about the movie but overall i think that um he does you see that transformation in his life the main character also in other people as well right so yeah i think there's a lot of a lot more positivity to be taken from that movie yesterday. So if you haven't seen it, we will stop talking about it and giving out spoilers, but uh, we would recommend it for sure. I totally agree with you. And I'm going to give it a seven because I just love his transformation with, with how he initially kind of kind of takes the credit for what's not his, but then he comes to the realization that he has to take ownership yep. of his own actions. And plus I love the music. The music is yeah, so you good. became a pretty big Beatles yeah, fan. Yeah, honestly, this. like I I mean I like the Beatles before, but now I love the music and so I've been listening to it nonstop. <laughs> Remember we were, we were listening to we it in the car to the earlier. Beatles. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a Beatles jam yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, it was funny in the movie, and this is in the trailer, so I can talk about it, but my favorite Beatles song is Hey Jude. What's yours? I want to hold your hand. Okay, that's a good one too. So I love the song Hey Jude. And what's really funny is that there's a scene in the movie when Ed Sheeran says, he sits down very seriously and looks at the main character and he says, you know what? Hey Jude, it's a good song, but I think it should be called Hey Dude. (laughs) And he's like, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Glad that they kept it as Hey Jude. But it was a funny part of the movie. Uh, So I'll give it a six. So this is going to wrap up today's episode of Truth Pop. Uh, please do subscribe if you are willing to do that and share it with your friends, loved ones. And you better be willing. <laughs> because we will hold you accountable. <laughs> if there's anything I learned from this conversation, not much. <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding. But no, seriously, thanks for being a part of the Truth Pop family. And we always love interacting with you on Facebook, Twitter, Insta. All of that is there. Just Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Twitter never heard it like that. twitter us <laughs> insta us and facebook us if you want i don't know facebook's okay but hey we're all there and we'd love to talk to you and get to know you as always god bless you keep up the good fight and always remember that god is on your side cake out this is truth pop